1: Greg Poland joins us every couple of weeks, and we love having him on, and we'll still have him on even when the pandemic is totally over. I hope i live that long, uh, but he is a vaccine expert at the Mayo Clinic, and uh, we're so happy to have him on our show. Uh, Dr. Poland, welcome back. Hi, Paul. Hi, Jordana. Hi, Doc. Hey, um, we've got a couple of questions here for you. Uh, when it comes to long covid there was this paper that came out from uh, Penn State College of Medicine that 7% of the U.S. population may have long COVID. And again, we don't know what we don't know. Uh, different people have different symptoms, some severe, some not so severe. But it, it struck me that more than half of COVID survivors report some sort of symptoms that persist after six months. Seven percent of the U.S. population—that's twenty-three million people. What what are you seeing when it comes to long COVID?
3: I, I think seven percent is an underestimate. In fact, really? and part of the part of the problem here is uh, we need a tighter definition. Are we looking thirty days after, sixty days after, one hundred and twenty days after? And when, when you look at numbers like that, in fact, the best estimates are that somewhere around 30 to 40 percent of people have symptoms that persist past 120 days. Whoa. 30 to 40 percent. Yeah. That's yeah. A lot.
0: Doc, okay. it seems like... Um, it seems like everybody I know is getting COVID now. And some, you know, for the second time, yes, they're not ending up in hospitals. And it seems to be just a cold. So should we now be changing the way we look at COVID? Should we still be testing as much? Should we take this, um, not, you know, less seriously, but you know, we live with the flu. Is this something that we should expect to get and just live with and maybe not quarantine so much? What's your advice? Because it seems like we're having another wave, but not that serious.
3: Well, well in, in fact, we are having a pretty serious wave. You know, if you look back at what we have talked about on this show in, in March, everything that's happening, we predicted. So we were very accurate here. Um, we were down to less than twenty thousand new cases a day we 're at almost eighty thousand new cases a day with almost twenty thousand new hospitalizations. Deaths are up, granted by only three to five percent. But the best models, and you 've probably heard some of this in the in the media the best models are predicting that sometime this fall, maybe winter. We're likely to have a surge that will sicken, and in fact, uh, about a hundred million people. So we we are definitely not you know at a stable endemic phase uh, of of this pandemic, and the reason for it is that we've sort of thrown caution to the wind. I mean, it, we'll go out to a store uh, or a restaurant; they're full. Uh, maybe three to five percent of people at best are wearing a mask. We still have a fair chunk of the population that has not been immunized, so we're, we're we're acting as if we're in the endemic phase, and unfortunately, that that will come home to to harm us. Doctor Poland, two
1: of my kids have gotten COVID like two or three times, and thank yeah. God they haven't gotten really really sick but is this different than the flu? Normally you get the flu maybe once a winter, you feel like crap for a few days, you get over it. You don't catch the flu generally You know, a month or two later. Is, is COVID-19
3: different because it's a virus and it's mutating? It, it, that's exactly right, Paul. I mean, generally speaking, there are different flu strains that circulate, but you know, within a month or two, generally you're being exposed to the same one, so you don't get sick again. But the difference here, and that's why we can't act like we're in the endemic phase. The difference here is, you know, we went from um, Delta to Omicron. Now we're in the Omicron subvariants. And and when you look at this, 60% of the cases now are an Omicron variant, BA2, and another 37% are BA2 12.1. Each of those is more transmissible. Each of them escapes to some degree the immunity that we have from previous infection or previous immunization. And that's why you're, you're hearing a lot of pressure uh, from vaccinologists and public health officials for a, a, a variant-focused booster or a bivalent booster. And we will probably have that late this summer or fall.
1: Speaking of booster, last question, Dr. Poland, and thanks for hanging in there with us. I just got my second booster shot, uh, got the Moderna, no side effects, could not have been easier. It's meant for people over the age of 50 who have some concern. Uh, Maybe you're immunocompromised, uh, whatever the reason. Who should get uh, that second booster shot right now?
3: We have to be over the age of 50, so I'm not sure how you got it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I is so, so sweet. Well done. <laughs> it, if you're if you're if you're elderly and if you have um, significant medical issue or you're immunocompromised, no question about it, run don't walk to get that second booster. If you don't fit into those categories, here's the fractional benefit: it decreases the risk of death from 0.1 to 0.03%, decreases the risk of severe disease by about three and a half times, and that lasted through the six weeks that they looked and followed people, and it decreased the risk of symptomatic infection by two-fold, but that only lasted eight weeks. So there's a benefit, it's a fractional benefit, Yeah, and and it's it's related to the fact that we just keep generating these variants because globally we are not taking this seriously. I bet you, Paul and, and Jordan, if I got on the show today and I said, you know, guess what? We're going to have a virus circulating that can cause. Symptoms for the rest of your life. It may hospitalize or, or kill you. We're going to have seventy-seven thousand cases a day. Twenty thousand Americans a day are going to end up in the hospital, and four or five hundred a day are going to die. There would be panic, and yet I've just quoted exactly what's happening right now with COVID, which is only getting, uh, you know, more pronounced, worse in a sense, and we act like it's no big deal. Mm.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, you've shaken us back into reality. Dr. <laughs> uh, especially me, you know, with my kids in school and them going out, I, I need to, you're right. I mean, I wear my mask everywhere, but not in the house with my kids, but I need to rethink that. So, um,
3: well, I and it's you. hard, Thank you me. know, I, I think one of the things that happens is people get COVID. I know patients call me and they're, they're embarrassed and don't be embarrassed. I mean, you, you, there, there, are, there are infections you can't help. For example, kids too young to get immunized who are in the home and yet going to school. The problem is that the schools are not using masking, which would be a simple and effective way to decrease, to mitig- mitigate the risk. And the other thing to remember for people is there are monoclonal antibodies and there are both injectable and oral antivirals available that are very effective,
0: if you can get them, uh, you know. I know If that you can get
3: like, them, yeah. There, there are restrictions around them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Dr. Gregory Poland, always great to talk with you. Are you feeling well, sir?
3: Well, I've got some back pain. You know, the weekend warrior syndrome. Turns out yeah. doctors get it too. <laughs> 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 so Go you slow. Keep
0: at it, but be careful, my friend. Um, good, to, right. good to hear from you, Dr. Poland. Stay Thank well. Thank you, guys.
1: Yourself. Be safe. How powerful is Cox Internet?